1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely lady. Her name is Eleanor McDonald. She's a dating and relationship coach. And I'm really excited that we're going to be covering a topic we've not really delved deep into before, and that is how to trust your intuition in dating and relationships. So give my guest a very warm welcome,
2: Eleanor. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today.
1: Me too. And um, I think before we get stuck in, it'd be handy for the audience to know a little bit about you and your own story and what's led you to be doing what you're doing. So before we get into talking about um, how to trust your intuition and probably as without how to strengthen it, if you're already quite tapped in, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Eleanor.
2: Yes. So I've had my fair share of issues in relationships and I've been coaching women for the last 15 years, but that doesn't mean I didn't have my own transformation and things I had to go through in order to, you know, find the love of my life, which I'll I'll give you the story because it's more interesting to tell the story than to just chat about it. So I had really the best luck as always choosing the wrong guy on repeat, so over and over again I would choose another version of Mr. Not Right, you can call it, and eventually this led me to me feeling really hopeless about it with every breakup in each passing year. And the problem was I just wanted love and to be loved. So I called it big heart syndrome because I had a really big heart and I had so much love to give and I felt like it just wasn't coming back to me in, in my life. And so I would ignore the red flags, which is my intuition and squash down those feelings of really loneliness by giving more of myself each time. So it was like I needed to try harder, be better, make it work. And it seemed like I was forever chasing the love that I couldn't catch up to, and it continued for for decades, really. And I didn't want to admit it, but deep down inside, this this felt really helpless. So I was still single at the age of forty three, and without the dream relationship I I really desired, I happened to reunite reunite with my first love, my first boyfriend, after twenty five years.
1: <laughs> wow! And
2: immediately, yeah, it was a very strange occurrence. Immediately, of course, started planning our wedding in my head, you know, but no, but this time it was different. This this is what I was telling myself. And I was 100% sure that something greater than me had brought us together. And this was my, you know, uh, happily ever after. And I desperately wanted to believe him when he said all the right things, of course. And I ignored the fact that he was in the middle of a very messy divorce and after being together for only a few weeks, he, he brought me condo shopping and he was saying things like, uh, you're going to move in with me, right? And I was on top of the world and I'd moved back to my hometown at the time and was living on my mother's couch. So I was really in a pretty vulnerable position at that point. And I fell into kind of a teenage routine where he would pick me up for dates down the street. And as you can probably see from a mile away, one day he texted me to say that he needed to be single and he hoped we could be friends. So Mm. I was extremely devastated. Yeah, it's just that hit me like a ton of bricks. And I was in a lot of mental, emotional and physical pain even Um, for days I stayed in bed and I was really this was like my my very much my dark moment. And what eventually emerged from the depths of that darkness was this whisper that I was hearing, you deserve love. And it turned into my uh, really my declaration that I I help women with now is that was my enough is enough moment. I told myself I'll never go through this ever again. I deserve a loving and secure relationship and I'm going to do whatever it takes to have it. And so that started my process of really diving into my insecurities, learning to trust my intuition, using that in order to um, find the right person and have this loving relationship. And basically a year later um, I met my husband who I called my unicorn husband because he's so amazing, <laughs> 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 better than I could have ever imagined. And, you know, I had done that from that feeling of enough is enough and I, I emerged as myself, but better. And it was really my, um, I guess your hero's journey, you might call it, and how I came to have this relationship now that feels like home. I feel at peace with myself. I have my best friend and I feel fulfilled. So anyone who's listening to this, hopefully this story is inspiring for you because it's um, it's probably pretty common, but sometimes we start to feel really helpless or have these hopeless feelings so that's really how I started to realize that this is what I need to help other women um come through the other side like I did so Aww. that's
1: <laughs> thank you so much Eleanor, uh, you know for being vulnerable enough to share your story I'm sure it's going to be very powerful for those listening that resonate with it and um you know certainly I can you know relate to going through similar stages of what you described in my own life and my own relationships. Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of um I suppose you you referred to the red flag, which you, you then sort of said that that's your intuition. Um how do we recognize that initially? You know, is it is mm-hmm. it something that I don't know. I know that I've had those red flag moments, and I've tried to squash it and push it down and think, well, I need to try harder. So how do we, I suppose, uh, help the audience understand that they don't need to try harder and that they need to listen to that red flag more?
2: (laughs) Yes, yes. Well, it's kind of a process. And the first part of it really is diving into your insecurities and looking at what your fears are around finding a relationship. So some of the most common fears and, you know, whoever's listening, you can do this in a journaling kind of way. So if you have a journal or if you have some paper that you want to write on, or if some people like to talk into a recording device, but just start to explore what are your insecurities around love and finding a relationship. And some of the most common ones are, you know, there's no one out there for me. There's there's no one it's just kind of this limiting belief that where you hit a brick wall and you're just like, There's no one out there for me. And what that leads you to do is whatever is coming your way or whoever is there, you're gonna squash all your intuition and all your red flags because you have this belief that I better take what I can get. Or, you know, whoever is here, I better just try to make it work because that's the only thing that's gonna come down the pipe. <laughs> so yeah you know, I'm laughing, it's not funny, but it's, oh. it's like, um, it can be devastating. This is what makes you do the things that you don't necessarily, you know, that they're not the best choices for you, but you have these deep beliefs about, you know, what is possible for you. So exploring those insecurities, looking at, um, you know, another one is like, I can have everything I want. So I can have maybe a relationship that is secure and reliable and loving but I'm not attracted to the person or I'm very attracted to the person and there's no security there's no um, feeling safe so we get into this thing where we're kind of I can only have this or one thing or the other and we're constantly kind of bargaining with the universe and saying okay well if you're going to send me someone that I'm really attracted to then I better make this work as best I can (laughs) (laughs) you know and so that's what all of these beliefs are leading you to you know uh, turn away from your intuition so that's the first place you need to start is really looking at what are my fears and what are my insecurities and one of the exercises that i do with the women i work with is asking you to think about a theme in your life so like for example betrayal, like if you think back to your relationships, or maybe what you've experienced when you were younger, what is the main emotion or experience you've had, and it could be, you know, disappointment, betrayal, and I'm talking negative um, experiences. And once you have that theme, then you can really dive into it and look at, you know, where this is coming from and get a lot of the awareness around it. And then move into accepting that that's part of your life. And that's what has shaped your beliefs about yourself and moving into um, a sense of accepting that about yourself. Then you can move into the last part, which is you're actually going to go out into the world and in dating and, you know, interacting with people in an authentic expression. You're, you're being your authentic self. You're saying to yourself, I know I'm afraid of these things. And I don't necessarily have to believe them. I can lean into my intuition and I can strengthen that. And even though I have these fears, I accept this about myself and I can actually show up as my whole true self and see what happens rather than letting these insecurities um, make me turn away from what I know to be true or my intuition. So hopefully that whole thing kind of makes sense
1: definitely made sense i think for me one of mine was um i didn't want to admit that i'd made a poor judgment call mm-hmm. you know and uh i think that for a lot of people they can probably relate that they don't want to admit that they've um not succeeded in that relationship and um yeah. uh, and it may be about about you know what other people might think but it may it may just be you know personal to yourself that you don't want to admit that this relationship's not working out and you've made a poor judgment call. Mm
2: -hmm. on it yeah yeah I know a lot of the women I work with and including myself have the perfectionist you know tendencies where you've got to do everything perfect and that's what I was referring to in my story where I had to you know try harder do better make it work that's all having a sense of I have to be perfect I have to get this relationship perfect and all of these things really just lead you to um, kind of tying yourself in knots or being like an emotional pretzel because you're trying everything you possibly can to get it the way you feel like you should have it, as opposed to listening to your intuition or trusting your intuition. So we we can kind of dive more into that piece if you want.
1: Yeah, I'd love to, you to dive more into the intuition because I think as women, you know, we are usually the the in terms of our femininity and our feminine energy, um, Mm -hmm. the ones that are more tapped into intuition, I'm not saying that men aren't necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I think generally speaking, for the most part, women are are more aligned with and can um, find it easier in some respects to to know and to talk about what intuition is and uh, be able to tap into it easier.
2: Exactly, yeah. So one thing I want to say about intuition is what you said is you are actually amazingly intuitive. So if you're listening to this, you probably know this already. And the funny kind of paradoxical thing is the issues that you've probably had are from the fact that you are extremely intuitive. So you've you've really been able to, another word for it is empathic. So like Being able to pick up on other people's emotions or just really read the room really well or be able to read what a person is going through so much so that it's maybe caused some emotional overwhelm or a lot of issues. And probably one of the biggest reasons you don't trust your intuition is you were made wrong. So somewhere along the way, you were told, no, that's not what's happening. No, that's not how I'm feeling you know, stop doing that or whatever been told enough times to throw off your your trust in your intuition. And the, basically, what I want to say is you you probably had it exactly right. <laughs> and you don't trust yourself because you were made wrong. So that's one of the things that you can really just feel into right now. How does that feel for you? Does that feel right? And you're going to probably feel a sense of you know, truth to that. And we'll get into how to actually um, look at the intuition. And we have a little process that I can do. But that's what I want to say is you, you, you were made wrong. And that's really why you aren't trusting yourself now. And whatever, you know, in childhood or in your relationships, you were told in some way, that what you were experiencing was wrong. I
1: think- so you-
2: Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah.
1: I think we can certainly as well within that, um, trust our feelings as well. So if you are experiencing negative feelings around your current or, uh, you know, know, with previous partners, then that is something to take note of, isn't it? That, you know, even if it's just disappointment, resentment, Mm -hmm. um, you know, anything from frustration to to, to anger.
2: (laughs) Yes, absolutely it's all about accepting all parts of ourselves and our emotions so our intuition is like that small voice inside us it will get it will get louder but if you have been you know kind of squashing it down for a lot of years it's going to start off like a whisper and you might not really even um realize that's why i'll let i'll do something around recognizing the difference between you know your mind your fears your emotions and your intuition and being able to tell the difference but it will start off as a whisper of something that is like this inner knowing and this certainty that you can start leaning into and when you're in touch with your emotions when you're allowing yourself to be in your heart that's really the gateway one of the gateways into your intuition so If you have shut down your heart and protected yourself, that's another thing that you'll need to start kind of opening your heart so that you can actually tap into your intuition more.
1: Yeah, I think it's common, isn't it? Especially on the back of being hurt, especially if it's happened multiple times to um, shut ourselves down and be more guarded. And really, um, if we do really want and desire a loving relationship, then we're not going to attract that. On the on that basis of being shut down and closed off to it, are we?
2: Exactly. Yeah, and that's if we're operating from our head. So I'll give some examples. If you've been listening to your your head, it's going to be a lot of rapid thoughts, and they're they're going to be fearful thoughts and a lot of negative things. So if you're, for example, if you're in a relationship or you're dating, and you have a lot of these rapid thoughts like, Oh, you know, I wonder what they're thinking about me, or is this going to turn out the way it was before? Or what if this happens? Or what if that happens? That's your mind. And that's your your head and your anxiety really is being um, perpetrated by those thoughts. That's not your intuition. You can tell even by the speed of it. So if it's happening really quickly, if you feel like everything is amping up, like the thoughts are just coming at you, you know, one after the other, that is definitely not your intuition. Some people will hear thoughts that is your intuition, but it's going to be slow. It's going to feel peaceful. It will be a very simple type of sentence. It could be like, you know, this feels good or, um, you know, continue with this or move forward in this direction. So it might be a thought or something that you're going to hear in your mind but it's going to be at a very slow and peaceful and grounded, um, you'll be in a grounded state when you actually hear this. Same thing as if you're feeling something in your heart or in your body that feels really grounded and peaceful, that's going to be your intuition. Or you have a very simple idea like, well, I think I'll go to this party. Or I need to talk to my friend about xyz or you know have having them set me up with someone or maybe I need to go to therapy or read this book and it's going to be a very simple directive but there's no judgment around it there's going to be no shame attached to it there's really no thoughts that are involved in it it's just a simple directive suggestion that feels good so that's your intuition as opposed to your your mind coming at you and and your mind will be also giving you opposite kind of things like well what if it's this and what if it's that and you'll feel kind of like a ping pong going back and forth whereas your intuition is just one very simple kind of a directive so does that make sense between those two how to recognize those
1: yes absolutely absolutely it does
2: so the way you start to trust that is, like I said, if you've been squashing it down for many years, it's going to be a very quiet whisper. And really the only thing to start strengthening it and to trust it is to listen to it. And I know this can be difficult, but after you've kind of dug around into the fears and moved into some acceptance around, these are the things I've done up until now. It's okay that I've had these you know issues or that I have these fears. I'm okay and what I really want is this kind of a relationship and I'm going to move forward. It's almost like making a commitment and a decision that you're going to lean into your intuition and you're asking for guidance. So you've, you've accepted it, you've kind of made an intention or a commitment to yourself to listen to it and then you start to practice and maybe try small things. So for example, finding a no and a yes in your body. So we can actually do this process right now if you have the opportunity, if you're listening to close your eyes and really just get comfortable in your body, feeling your body as a whole and becoming aware of, you know, just maybe in your chair or laying in your bed, or wherever you are becoming aware of your body, and then asking, what is my yes? You could even have your hand on your heart if you want to really connect with your heart space. And then feel in your body where there is an area that feels like it's lightening or it feels like it's lifting up. So my yes in my body is in my heart, and it feels almost like this flower that opens up and blossoms, and it's this light, uplifting kind of feeling, and that's my yes.
1: I love that. That sounds like a real nice visual of that. And it it sounds delightful.
2: Yeah. And it feels really good. It feels really nice. So that's my yes. And so once you find your yes, then you can do the same process by closing your eyes and, you know, getting into your body and then asking, what is my no? And for me, it's kind of like um, the way you describe like a cattle prod, like a sort of a jolt of adrenaline. Um, a stick of adrenaline in my uh, solar plexus in my stomach and that's always been kind of my warning sign that's like my red flag sign so it's important to know both you've got to know your yes and you've got to know your you have to know which is which the yes and the no because then you can use that as a guiding it's almost like a gps it's a guidance system so when you start to feel your yes and you're practicing for example you can say Well, I'm going to go on uh, my dating app and um, talk to this person. Is this a yes? You know, should I message them and then see what your body says and actually listen to that. Even if your mind is saying, no, you can't do this or yes, you have to do it. Choose to, you know, make some small uh, practice sessions with yourself and listen to it because as you listen, it's going to become stronger and stronger and that's how you trust and strengthen and you start using it in bigger and bigger ways but you've got to start like with the small stakes first
1: is it worth doing things that you know the answer to to just get really confirmation of what is us and what is your no so you know so so she's asking yourself my name is (laughs) oh right (laughs) yeah what do you think that?
2: I have done that before. I have the I'm not sure what it's called. So there is a, a name for that um process. I think this is slightly different because um when you are doing something you know is for a uh, for sure thing, then it's like your mind kind of gets on board and you start to get confused. So this is about really t- tuning into your body and something you don't know because you want to trust. That's really the the main goal is to start to trust. So I don't know, it just feels like there's a slight different um, kind of feel to it when you start off with something you don't really know, because don't do something like where your practice is going to be a huge decision. You're not going to make a huge decision right away when you're practicing this. These are little small things and listening to them and not knowing, it's kind of like you're allowing yourself to let go and be guided. So I think that's more um, the focus. So it will be slightly different than when you really know the answer, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does make sense. I just wondered because um, I suppose, you know, it's for some people they they might not initially know if they're trusting it or not. So they they might want to validate a few things they do know for sure and see what response they get in their body to sort of know that, yeah, I can trust that as my yes, because I know that is, true for me or not true for me or whatever
2: yeah if you if you want to go back and do something that gives you a baseline then absolutely it's all about feeling comfortable and getting to know yourself this is about deep self-awareness so my process can be broken down into um, awareness acceptance and authentic expression so you're kind of going through those three things and it's not a linear type of thing you're going around in a, in a spiral the way life is. Um, it's not a, you know, go from A to B. You can go back and forth and around in circles, but it's a, a self-discovery process that is necessary for you to actually have this kind of relationship you're looking for or to create it in the relationship you have. You need to be aware of yourself at a deep level because that's where all the problems start is when you're Focus on the other person when you're, it's almost like you're out of your body because you're so good at being intuitive or so good at um, figuring out what the other person is feeling or what is going on outside of you that you are completely detached or disconnected from yourself. And that's where you can get easily um, <clears throat> like misguided or do things that are not good for you or make the wrong choices. And I say that with air quotes, there's no real wrong choices, but you're making choices that are not good for you
0: mm-hmm. or
2: not in the direction you want because you're disconnected from yourself and the focus is outside of you on the other person, you know, how you can fix it or, or do something, or if I could only figure out how they're feeling or what's happening with them, then I'm going to be okay, or then it's going to be fixed.
1: Yeah, and it's getting away from needing to fix them and more about, you know, connecting with yourself and just working on, you know, how you feel. Exactly. Yeah. To actually also change the dynamics for them as well, you know, for the better.
2: Yes, exactly. And once you start practicing and this voice gets louder, you're going to know the difference of how it feels when you're following your intuition. Because it's going to be easier. And I'm not saying that all of a sudden it's going to be magically fixed and you're never going to have any issues, but it's going to be such an amazing support system within you that you can use to navigate through all kinds of things in life, including relationships. And it's, you're going to really see it as kind of like your best friend. This is your best friend that you can rely on for life this is the part of you that is knows you very deeply and wants you to have what you desire and is going to help you in every possible way and you'll start to see the more you lean into your intuition and trust that it's really guiding you in the best possible way
1: i love it I think it's such an interesting topic, and I'm sure anybody listening to this who uh, is interested in it and would like to find out more would love to know what is your best contact information, Eleanor?
2: I actually have a gift for everyone listening. It's one of my audio meditations, and it's called Clear Old Relationship Patterns. So, this is a guided meditation that actually helps you to release some of the emotions that we were talking about earlier that might cloud things or get in the way or, you know, things you're dragging around from the past. So um, it's basically, if you go to trulyeleanor.com forward slash the name of this podcast, so hearts entwined podcast. So if you go there, trulyeleanor.com forward slash hearts entwined podcast, then you'll get access to my free meditation, which will really help start the process of, doing some of that emotional processing so you can get in touch with your intuition and start strengthening it.
1: Excellent. Love that. And thank you very much for that gift. And uh, any final words on the subject of trust and uh, how to tap into your intuition before we leave this episode?
2: I just want to, again, say that You know, whatever's happened in your life or whatever fears or insecurities you have, you're actually extremely intuitive and very good at this. And it's just a matter of changing your perspective on that and deciding that you're going to actually lean into what you're really good at and your ability to be in touch with yourself and be in tune and use that for, you know, creating the loving relationship that you are looking for. So, really. Embrace the fact that you are very intuitive and very good at this. And once you start practicing, you'll be amazed at yourself. (laughs)
1: Love that. Thank you so much, Eleanor. It's been a fascinating conversation and one I'm sure we could talk for around (laughs) (laughs) and probably will do, probably on a future episode for hours. So thank you very much. Thoroughly enjoyed it.
2: Thank you, Lynn. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and the audience.
1: So it just leaves me to say, listeners, that true love starts with opening our hearts. And Until next time,
0: goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, Inspirational Speaker at LinkedIn or email Lynn at hearts entwined.com. That's L Y N at hearts entwined.com. Remember, True love starts with opening our hearts.